Did You Have To is a proud member of the Bawaii podcast community. Welcome back to Did You Have To, the podcast where two bad bitches talk about anime. And here are your hosts, Kate and Nisha. Yeah! Nisha's quirk, stress ball. By internalizing her stress about the world being in chaos and crime, she converts that stress into a superpower, becoming a badass. Kate's quirk, waifu warrior. By just watching her favorite shows, she can manifest real or fictional characters into the real thing. They come to life and fight by her side. Not every character does it, though. She has to find the individual really hot. Yeah! Hey everybody, welcome back to Did You Have To? And today we have an amazing opportunity where we get to speak with Hidoya Travis, the new host of Anime in America, a, country, a Crunchyroll podcast. Hey, hey how's it going? <laughs> Hello, how are you hey. doing? <laughs> good, good. Very excited. Um, so, oh yeah, we should probably introduce ourselves, the hosts of this thing. <laughs> I'm Kate. And I'm Nisha. <laughs> and I just really want to jump right into it because, I mean... I've been following your work, Yodoya, especially on Get in the Robot, your comedy, everything like that. So I, it's nice to see a weeb like you doing amazing yeah. things. Oh, thank you. You know, we do we do everything. I feel like uh, I feel like there uh, there are nerds in every uh, every field now. You know, yeah. we're all over the place. Oh, we love yeah. to see it. Yeah. See it. <laughs> oh yeah. Spreading out our weird little tentacles. I, I shouldn't say tentacles. Uh, no, knowing, knowing what I know, I feel like I should avoid that. <laughs> it's fine. You're safe here on this show. Okay. okay, great. Save it for the other shows. <laughs> I mean, yeah. technically, that's maybe the only one piece of anime smut we haven't talked about on this show. So, oh really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, We're gonna no. get into it one day. We go, we haven't had our hentai, hentai episode yet, but we said like we will do it one day. <laughs> one day, one day. You really yeah. got you. You got to really dive into the history of it. You know. Oh yeah, exactly. Um, but. Yeah. Uh, we'll start out asking the actual on-topic, uh, you know, questions that aren't technicals. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, it's not necessarily off-topic. This is fair. Very fair. <laughs> True. In the vein of anime. But yeah, so thanks again for coming on our show. So one of the first questions we wanted to ask you was, what's your anime origin story? Like, what was the first anime and how old were you when you got involved? Or how did you get involved? Like, give us your little or your origin story of, of like anime Yudoye. Um, okay, I feel like I'm super well rehearsed on this because we've done it so many times on Robot. But uh, I, my first first anime was Speed Racer, um, and that was just like when I was a super little kid. So I can't even really count it because I didn't know mm -hmm. it was anime, which is kind of the point of old anime is that you didn't know it was from Japan because of World War II and stuff. Right. Um, <laughs> But like the first show I watched that I was really aware that it was anime was obviously Dragon Ball Z. It was Dragon Ball Z, Sailor Moon, just the whole tsunami generation of uh, of shows. Mm -hmm. um, but I I started watching them when they were on UPN, which I don't know if y'all even had yes. that outside of Atlanta, <laughs> the Southeast. Yep. Okay. Well, we did. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Chicago. Texas yes, Saturday we had that. <laughs> okay. I never know. Some people look at me like I'm crazy when I say it came on right after Moesha, but like. <laughs> right. Right. It did. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yep. Oh. Uh, UPN and uh, UPN and Telemundo is where I watched Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> Some days it was like, you know what? I don't even need to know what happens. I know this is just, yeah, that's, I mean, that's pretty much it. I, um, 
yeah, Dragon Ball Z. And then I started to get into like a little deeper stuff once like Adult Swim happened. I actually remember where I was the first day Adult Swim came out. I was at my cousin's house in Fayetteville and she had to leave the room because her dad would not let her watch it because it was called Adult Swim. Wow. Yeah. It was just me and my brother watching Cowboy Bebop by ourselves in somebody else's house. <laughs> That's really cool. That is. Yeah. And um, goes deep. So I, have, <laughs> so I have to ask, like, just as a follow-up question to that, like, what was your favorite of the Adult Swim lineup? Ooh. Um... That's honestly a tough question because I I like the lines for me start to blur from what was Adult Swim and what was Tsunami, mm. but I think like back then it was probably Outlaw Star. Yeah, yeah. I think that was like that was top. Like Gene Star went all of them, yeah. um, and more recently, obviously Cowboy Bebop is like the classic everybody goes to. But like, right. but I just started to revisit Outlaw Star a few months ago, and it holds up. It's a little hornier than I remember. <laughs> Just went right over your head. But yeah. No, oh, yeah. It. As a kid, I was like, oh, yeah. Why is he always talking about titties? <laughs> it's not anime. It's not anime if there's no titty talk, though. That's titty true. Talk. That's true. You know, true. you should enter the Avatar debate. You would get a much clearer answer. <laughs> Not one discussion of titties. It's not anime <laughs> at all. It does have a beach episode, though. It have a beach episode. I and the first, the end of the first season is just um, what is it? Uh, Mononoke. Mm-hmm. That's not mm. wrong, dear lord. That's not wrong. Facts. Oh, <laughs> oh that's that's good. Yeah. Um, so yeah. our next, the next question is really, uh, so when we got the press release for Anime in America, I was super pumped because like the way we experience anime here is obviously culturally different than other places, but it's also something that is like, I guess from, I, I, I grew up from getting the shirt at Hot Topic that said otaku on it to suddenly being called weebs mm-hmm. to not really knowing what's happening to seeing it everywhere. Mm-hmm. And so it's awesome to see it explode and actually get a show that's going in depth is really exciting. And I wanted to know, like, how did you get what, what drew you to the project? Um, and is this something you've always thought of or just kind of came up? I mean, honestly, my the work I do in the anime space entirely was just kind of like um, from like before getting robot. It was literally one guy saw me do a joke about Dragon Ball Z and was like, "You should do this anime channel with us." And and then <laughs> and then that same guy eventually um, quit his job at Frederator to take a job at Crunchyroll, and so the same guy hired me at both places. And it, I think it was maybe a year into Robot. He just hit me up again and was like, hey, do you want to do this other project? And I trust him because, you know, he set me on this path. So I was like, yeah, obviously. And it's something awesome. that's interested me my whole life. So I was just like, yeah, I'm 100% on board. That's awesome. No. Yeah. Um, kind of like a follow up to that one is, um, are there any topics you are especially excited about discussing on the new podcast? That you can tell us I'm, about. I understand if you can't tell us some everything, <laughs> but it, what you feel comfortable uh, telling us about. 
I mean, I've already uh, touched on it, so I might as well say there is a hentai episode. Um, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, so we actually dive in pretty deep into that, and it's like very minimally horny. It's the least horny discussion of hentai that you will find on the internet, I would say. It's very, uh, very historical, analytical, and obviously it's a podcast, so it's like, it's not a crime, I guess. <laughs> the there is nothing criminal going on in this episode. Gotcha. Yeah. That's awesome. Was there anything, if you give like a little teaser of any anything in the history that like kind of surprised you when you were di- when you were diving into it? Um, I guess there's um there's a little bit of the American side of it that I wasn't really aware of, and and obviously you like know in your in your mind or like a little bit abstractly like certain like obviously didn't have rights to Miyazaki films but you don't really yeah. know what that entails and I was not aware of the role that uh that Harvey Weinstein had in the in bringing anime over to the U.S. and the response that Miyazaki had to him which was wow. I mean I I don't know if I can if I can say this on the show, but I will just say it, and we'll maybe we'll cut it later. But basically, um, Harvey Weinstein was trying to because everybody's like idea of anime was that it wasn't suitable for American audiences, and it's Mm -hmm. not like violence or sexual content or anything like that. Just that they wouldn't understand it, and so Harvey Weinstein's here like trying to cut up Mononoke, which is by all accounts, a perfect film, uh, to, just to suit um, what he thinks are American needs, to the mm-hmm. point that finally uh, Toshio Suzuki <laughs> gave him a sword, a katana, in a meeting and shouted no cuts at him in front of a group of producers. <laughs> that is so hardcore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my, favorite story of, my favorite story from the whole podcast and also just like so fitting for the time that we're in. Oh um, yeah, very. Just a very. just a big fuck you to Weinstein, wherever wanna, he may be. I love it. Love I, I want to aim for that energy the rest of my life now. Yeah, right. <laughs> I saw I saw your face as the thing that was going to be a way worse story than it was. Oh, <laughs> I was, like, I was oh. waiting because when you said Weinstein, I'm like, okay, <laughs> yeah, I just brace myself. It's <laughs> like, do they not know that I know? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. Um, so on to the next question. As we see that anime's influence has grown to new heights in areas like sweet streetwear, music, and mainstream yeah. culture overall, what would you say to people who, that think anime is still only for a select group of people, i.e. gatekeepers? Um, I mean, to them, I feel like I feel like I don't even have to like rationalize just saying fuck you. Yeah. You didn't you didn't make <laughs> yep. it. So why do you feel so much ownership over like that? I feel like that's that's a problem that goes so, so deep in this country, even beyond anime itself, Mm -hmm. that people who don't people who don't actually produce anything feel ownership over something that that is supposedly for everyone. And Mm -hmm. I mean, the fact that like obviously per capita or not per capita, but like just pure numbers, obviously there Mm -hmm. are more white anime fans obviously but there are people who think that just because they were 
alive in the 80s and the 70s when it started to come over here that (laughs) that makes them somehow the the authority on it when in reality the people who go hardest for it are black girls Mm-hmm. And uh, and rappers and all these people that you would never associate in with with in your real life, like mm-hmm. that goes to show you it's really not for one for you and two about you. <laughs> and in fact, the creators are not even thinking about you when they make this shit. Yeah, they're not yeah. thinking about us when they make this shit. <laughs> so like, how Next. about you just shut the fuck up and let people enjoy the shit instead of getting mad when they. Uh, when they mispronounce one thing, which people do in the dubs anyway. Yes! (laughs) Like, like, Uh, what is wrong with you? The manga, or the manga debate. Manga, oh my God. Hunter x Hunter, Hunter Hunter, Hunter by Hunter. (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) Hunter times Hunter. Yeah. Jesus. Like, who cares? Exactly, no, that's just perfectly said. It's fun, right? Like, the world is falling apart. Let people have what they like. Yes, yeah. absolutely. I don't um, think I could have said any of that better myself. And that is that is a that is a message we co-sign here on Did You Have To? One hundred percent. It's pretty much how this show came to be. Us just Look. being like, we want to talk about anime together, and we mm-hmm. she, a, she a brown woman, I'm a black woman. Here we yep. are. <laughs> yep, and that's what I'm here for. I'm here for the people who are not those people. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. uh, love it. Um, so one of my last questions are, um, what are your thoughts on the Western produced slash influenced anime that some people would say are not anime? So you kind of, kind of touched on it when you mentioned <laughs> Avatar, <Yeah>. I swear. <laughs> I had thought about this. I'll, I guess I, to, to expound, there's stuff like Netflix's Castlevania that's produced yeah. by, um, by Powerhouse. Federer. Right, and Federator. Yeah. So yeah, so things like that. Um, what are your thoughts? I mean, my thoughts on that is kind of, I mean, you really have to ask yourself, what's the value of being called anime? Because we, I mean, everything is inspired by anime at this point. Like there are feature films that are live action that are inspired by anime. And so can we not just look at that inspiration and say, okay, I see where this came from. I see Inception basically just took paprika and put it in, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like, can we not just look at that and say, okay, it's an anime inspired thing. Like, Granted, I think the vitriol toward people who want to talk about Avatar and anime conversations is entirely unreasonable. I think it's insane. Mm -hmm. But I also feel like uh, we as Americans, and I don't even like putting myself in the category of Americans, but like as non-Japanese people, what do we really gain from saying this is anime? This This is like undebatably anime. Like just make your thing... People like it or they don't. That's mm-hmm. that's really all I have yeah. to say about that. Dope. Makes sense. You know? And yeah. Like Avatar I, is great. I, I had never thought about Paprika and Inception, but I had thought about Perfect Blue and uh, Black Swan before. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, um, and obviously uh, Avatar and Mononoke. It's literally yeah. the same monster at the end. Yeah. It's not even mm-hmm. like it's uh in like it's inspired. It's the same thing, although they have copped to that. But like <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I guess like one of one of the final questions, we have two more, but what's on your anime watch list right now? 
Ooh, okay. Uh, there's so much because it's now become a job when I didn't plan <laughs> on it. Um, I mean, I just I just finished um, I just finished BNA, and, I'm, and I am currently watching yeah. Japan Sinks. Um, you're not gonna like my opinion on BNA. Uh, oh no! Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, it's fine. Yeah, I'm place. sorry. I'm sorry. It's it just like, like I I also do some work in like racial justice and things like that, mm-hmm. and BNA did not sit right with me for that oh, reason. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. Got it. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm watching that. I'm watching Japan Sinks, um, and probably gonna rewatch Devil Man just because I like Yuasa. Um, you just you just want to make yourself hurt inside a little bit longer. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I just want to see, I just really am in the mood to see a lot of track meets. That's kind of my main thing. So we actually just recorded our Japan Sings episode. And I can't believe we did not comment on yet another use of track. (laughs) I was just like, they must love track and field. They they must. running so much. Uh Yeah. Right? It's like... Like, I, I'm not mad at it, but there's so much. <laughs> there's a lot of running. At least there it's, is. like, good form running. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, in, in Devil Men, do people run like that? With the, like, <laughs> perfectly okay. parallel well, to the ground? that's fair. That's fair. But that's, like, that's that's different. <laughs> they I run mean, normal before yeah. they die. True. <laughs> I mean, look, they they are demons. They, don't, they haven't been on Earth very long. I get it. But, like... <laughs> Yeah. It's weird. It's weird. <laughs> it is. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, <laughs> no, that's a solid list, though. That's funny because, like, we literally just did our BNA episode and we just yeah. did Japan Six is coming out soon, too. And me and yeah. were just like, okay, <laughs> depression, our old friend. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. I haven't finished it. Don't spoil anything. But, uh, no, we won't no, you're spoil good. anything. No, at no, all. no, no. No spoils. No. no. Uh, but no, it's always funny because, like, I feel like, uh, is it Science Saru? Like, they have, like, Devil Man, wreck your soul. Japan sinks, uh-huh. wreck your soul. Whole bunch of Shin Chan in between. <laughs> yeah, yep. <laughs> I mean, it's a good palate cleanser. It's not bad. <laughs> That's what I said. Yes. Yeah. I did um, just have to rewatch uh, Fully Cooly just to prep myself for all of it. There you go. That's fair. What actually, what is your most, do you have like a, a comfort food anime that you go to that you just rewatch? I think it's Fully Cooly. It's, um, Mostly because it's not like watching, it's not like just going back to Naruto and sitting through 700 episodes. Like, yeah. I just like yeah. to, I like those six episodes, very digestible. And it's like, it's abstract enough that I can not think about what it actually means and just kind of like watch the action, which is great. I feel oh, like there's too much anime where I kind of get, I kind of get absorbed in what this actually means politically. And I, and I go crazy. Yeah. Like I watched, I watched right. uh, Full Metal, Full Metal Alchemist a, a couple months ago, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, oh yep. man, the Nazi shit is deep, and I can't. Yep. Ooh, I can't look away. I'm rewatching that. Um, I'm rewatching Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood as I go through my first rewatch of all. No, well, my first watch of all of One Piece. To like oh, I'll yeah. take a break from One Piece and then go to Full Metal and then I just be like this is this probably isn't a good idea for like taking a break but it Full Metal Alchemist is my like, you know my comfort food anime yeah this is perfect from beginning to end but yeah I'd be like yeah, Ooh. it's 
Yeah. So much. It's it's so good, but it's like, it's what deep. are you trying to say? Yeah. <laughs> yep. I don't right. think it knows yeah. what it's trying to say in the beginning, at least. No. <laughs> no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> it's a very uh it's a very what does genocide mean kind of narrative. Yeah. 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 I will say I do love your your description of Fully Cooley though, just because uh, the other day Nisha asked me why the hell I was watching Tokyo Ghoul for the sixth time because it's confusing. I was like, because uh-huh. I like the big fight scenes. It's just yeah. fun to watch True. the crazy, crazy fights. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I'm actually about to write a piece on Fully Cooley for, uh, for whenever Robot comes back. Um, and <laughs> just for as much, like messaging as there is on like adulthood and masculinity in my opinion mm-hmm. there's also like haha south park reference it's like and it's a that's funny um so uh this is, wasn't on the sheet. If you're okay with that, I want to ask, have you watched all of One Piece? Because the current bet right now is that Nisha can't finish One Piece by December. And now I'm hearing she's taking breaks. And I feel like I'm going to win this break, this this bet now. Mm. No, see, <laughs> I, was a, I, I was a One Piece and Naruto uh, stand on the ground floor. I read the anime when I was in middle school. Yeah. I started reading the anime when I was, and then I took one break. I I <laughs> looked away, and now it's like, how many of what? And now I've gotten to 2020, and it's like a thousand episodes. And was, what do you? Yeah. Who do you think people are? What do you think everybody is doing? <laughs> what? <laughs> so now I'm just like, no, I'm I haven't finished it. I'm never gonna finish it. I don't think. <laughs> I love that I'm, energy because that's mine. Yeah. <laughs> that's mine. Look, I, I mean, think... <laughs> no, I'm sorry, go ahead. Like, as much as people think if you haven't seen it or whatever, you don't really fuck with anime. Like, no, no. I can't. <laughs> nobody, I can't. Literally nobody has time for that. Nobody. <laughs> nobody. But I, me and Kate have a very competitive friendship. So, And she knows this when someone tells me I can't do something then I have to prove them wrong. So I might be setting look, myself up for failure, but I'm really only doing this for Zorro. Okay, look. I'm doing this I, for Zorro. That's look, it. I, I respect your drive, but conservatively. Yes. That's 20,000 minutes of your life. I've done the math. Look, if I watch 20, for seven 000. hours a day. <laughs> we'll see what happens in this. Number. It's a whole job. It is. It's a whole ass job. Yeah. Yeah. What are you doing to yourself? (laughs) It's true. I told her I'd buy her a Zorro statue. She did. I respect you, drive, but it. I don't. Yeah. No. What? (laughs) Okay. I mean, look. That's honestly. That's that's a safe bet. I feel like. Yep. Oh yeah. Very safe. (laughs) Yeah. We'll see what happens. I might, you know, y'all, I might surprise you. You know, I'm going to win now. Y'all going to see. <laughs> Come I mean, de- December 31st up to New Year's Eve, I will finish this damn anime. I expect you to be a shell of your former self by the time this happens, too. I probably will. I'm just going to be that anime trope of the soul leaving my mouth. I just, I just feel like if you finish something that long, that's got to be your job now. Yeah, like, it's true. 
Like, what else can you do? What can you talk to people about? You know? <laughs> but we still gotta review whole series for this show, Nisha. Like, how are you gonna work that in? Right? I'll, I'll figure it out. <laughs> how? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, look, I, um, I will be rooting for you. <laughs> but I do not believe in you. <laughs> I do not. I'm sorry. If you Shonen have... has taught me anything through the power of self-confidence, <laughs> I can do anything. <laughs> Never mind. I'll take your I'll take your support, but not I understand you don't okay. believe it's fine. <laughs> okay. Okay. I appreciate it. That, look, anything I can do to help. <laughs> um, so our final question after that beautiful one piece question that i needed to ask just because <laughs> you know friendship she's a troll um, <laughs> um if you could give advice to someone looking to begin a career in anime or manga either as a content creator or looking to get into the industry in other ways what would it really be oh i mean that's a tough question only because i'm not a i'm not an anime creator so i don't produce anything i do i do write for tv and so my only real advice there is to say, if you have an idea, just write it. It doesn't, I mean, don't even worry about it being good. Just keep, just write and keep writing and keep drawing, keep do it, creating whatever you want to create. Because nine times out of 10 in the industry, People don't necessarily, people aren't looking for something good. People just want something that exists, you know? Yeah. Like, you wonder, like, I mean, as terrible and annoying as this is, but like, Lena Dunham sold a pitch to HBO with a fucking a one page pitch at right. 23 with mm -hmm. no characters. In reality, like, as indicative of white privilege as that is, it is a fact that people are just looking for you to have something. And she had something, even though it was, even though as a black creator, you would have to have like a thousand times more than that. Um, right. Yeah. It's just like always have something. Be ready to be ready for whatever meeting comes up and or whatever opportunities uh, present themselves. Because once you start to establish a presence, people are going to ask. And, um, and if you don't have anything, I mean, they might keep asking, they might not. But if you do, even if they don't buy it, they're going to keep asking you for the next thing. So, like, all you have to do is prove that you can create and somebody will pay you to do it. That's awesome. awesome. That's really good advice. And, and thank yeah. you. And seriously, like, um, I do want to say just from, like, my perspective, because I have watched Robot for a while. And, I like, as as a brown woman getting to watch you guys you know, a diverse group actually getting up and talking about anime as passionately and as hilarious and as awesome mm -hmm. as y'all have, like that has meant a lot to me. Um, and it's a lot of the reason why like me, like me and Nisha like pulled the trigger on getting this show off the ground and yeah. knowing that you're coming oh, in man. to do, uh, to do the new Crunchyroll podcast is even more exciting because we're getting to see somebody who doesn't look like the stereotypical, you know, and like, 
anime fan, you know, like Mm -hmm. getting to be out there and in front of this and making it a place where, you know, people like me and Nisha belong. So I just do want to say thank you for all your work because like we see it. (laughs) We see it. (laughs) It means a lot. It really does. Oh, man. Thank you all so much. I'm so glad to know that even just two people uh, have seen our work and decided and it's motivated them to do something just because, you know, it's uh it's tough being the only ones. Not that I not that we even were, but it's it in any field, it's tough being the only ones. And it's, so it's good to see that like that it's pushing y'all forward and hopefully it'll y'all doing this will push more people forward and eventually we will be the stereotypical anime fans, you know? Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like love it. <laughs> we got Megan the Stallion out here uh repping anime blacks, so it's like Exactly. I may have bought ninety dollars worth of that merch as soon as it dropped on. Crunchyroll. Oh <laughs> my god! I bought a hundred and forty-four. <laughs> look, and I respect it. I I respect. I was I respect like, if I was going, if I was going to spend anime dollars on anything, it's going to be this black woman and her brand. <laughs> See? Yes, I respect that. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, so to sign off and everything, why don't you tell everybody listening where they can find you, where they can find the new podcast and everything like that. Okay, um, so you can find me. I'm on Twitter at YadoyeOT, Instagram at Professor Doye. Uh, the podcast drops tomorrow, I guess. Um, and you can find that pretty much everywhere. Uh, I think the trailer's up on Spotify right now and you can go over there and subscribe uh, ASAP. And then um, I guess it's just wherever podcasts are, you know, wherever you can find them. I don't know all the details. They didn't train me uh, on what to say <laughs> here. Just right. just Google it. Everything's on Google. Why do, we, why do people even do this anymore? <laughs> just Google it. <laughs> right. Well, thank you so much for talking with us. Uh, and if you're yeah. listening and you don't want to Google it because you're lazy, I know y'all are. I'm going to link all of it in our show notes <laughs> so you can just click right there or at least type in a handle. Come on, guys, you can do it. Um, <laughs> Did You Have To is co-produced by Kate Sanchez and Lanisha Campbell. Our intro is done by Dr. Emery Stephen Daniel. And our outro and intro music is by Benjamin Desaat, a.k.a. Ben Sound.